Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. Let's give it up for our super producer, Mr. Max Williams. Sometimes turn, 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 baby. You ever notice that sometimes like the sound of your windshield wipers or the sound of your turn signal will start to kind of have the sense of synchronizing with your music only for it to like, you know, drift, of course, because it's just that golden moment where everything's in alignment. But then entropy returns. Right. And you might be uh, you might be in, on the road waiting to take a left at a light and notice that your turn signal is in time with the car in front of you. That's a neat little bit of synchronicity, a little cloud atlas moment for everybody mm-hmm. in traffic. I'm Ben, you're Noel, and we're continuing our uh, a bit of an auto theme uh, in recent episodes because we are going to talk about turn signals. Noel, in an earlier episode of Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, I was, I would say, pretty, pretty forthright about the uh, stereotype of BMW drivers, and you know, not that using they turn don't signals. Signal chronically, yeah, I don't think they know about them. About turn, I don't signals. understand why they install turn signals on BMWs at this point. <laughs> so. Well, okay, be, be devil's advocate here. Perhaps it's installed in an inconvenient or out of the way location. Is that possible, fellas? Is that yeah, possible? Maybe. Maybe it's Probably in like not. I think I think I've been in a beamer, it's in the same spot. It's maybe it's under the spare tire in the trunk, you know? But we're we're gonna talk about turn signals today. Uh, you know, depending on where you live in the world and what your experience with cars is like, you may say, Oh, everybody uses turn signals, or you might say, Hey, I don't even think they're that necessary. Uh, we have strong opinions about this, uh, but as some of us might be surprised to learn, electronic turn signals did not come around until well after the invention of the actual car. People were kind of just, you know, 
gesturing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's the same kind of system that cyclists use. And I would argue, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, you know, it, it is possible to get cut off by a cyclist, okay? And I know that they get the right of way and they have their own lane and everything, and I always try to be very courteous and respectful to cyclists, but sometimes they'll just blast in front of me with their hand out as though I could have registered that as a warning. Because after all, a signal of any kind is meant to imply intent and to, to communicate intent of what you're going to do. So it doesn't really work if you just kind of blast past somebody with your signal on if they didn't have a chance to clock what which direction it was pointing. Mm-hmm. Well said, because a signal, I, I love that you pointed that out. A signal is intent. A signal is not making reality change according to your wishes. For more than 100 years, drivers and bicyclists have used hand signals to indicate where they're at in life, where they're at on the road. So if you look back at the early 20th century, we can see that the hand gestures for signaling are still pretty much the same. You know, stuff like raising your left forearm uh, Mm. with your elbow bent, and and that means you're going to turn right. And I think everybody who can who drives a car today probably recognizes those hand signals, right? What about the rude signals, Ben? How far do those date back? Oh, they're 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 ancient. They're ancient and they're uh, well beloved. Also, they're serious business in some countries. Yep, Max is doing all the dirty hand gestures. Noel, did we do an episode on those? I, I think, I don't know if we did a whole episode, but it's definitely something that's come up, but I'm a little rusty and and, we, and I'm having some trouble with this hotel Wi-Fi, so I can't see your video. Can you walk us through real quick, uh, add, add, to, add to these hand gestures, some of the rude ones from throughout history? I would love that so much. Yeah, uh, for sure. So the okay sign in the United States is very offensive, I think, in the Mediterranean, in Greece. The thumbs up sign is aggressively offensive in Iran, I want to say. And then the uh, the fig, where you stick your thumb between your pointer and your index, or your pointer and your middle finger, that's like a middle finger. Everybody knows the old school middle finger. Let's see, what else? No. Oh, what about the one where you do that with your chin, like you... You flick your chin. Like, yeah, hey, Vafangul, right? Like the, the Sopranos yeah. one. And then there's the old biting there, biting my thumb at you, which is a little less, that's kind of lost with lusters in Shakespeare's time. But it's true. And, and, and I mean, you know, these early cars were kind of open to the world. You know, they, they were they were not convertibles. They were just like, didn't have tops, right? So it was a lot easier to see those kinds of hand gestures. You know, you didn't have to, you know, lean out the window or something, right? Yeah, 100%. But these hand signals had some problems, even back when they were the main, most common thing. It's tougher to see people's hand signals at night, for instance. If traffic's really bad, you know, and there's pouring rain, you might miss the signal. And so you still have to know how to use them today, right? You have to be aware of them. But most people are going to use electronic signals Instead, because they're on, they should be on every car. They should be working on every car. And you have to, you're only supposed to use the hand signals in a vehicle now if something is wrong with your turn signal. Ben, I have an idea. Why not just give them big, goofy, white Mickey Mouse gloves? Then everyone will be able to see, even in the, in, in the dark of nights. Oh, man, tell me it wasn't so, Ben. Tell me it wasn't so. 
It was so, Noel, thanks to our research associate, Jeff Bartlett, we have learned uh, from the Japan Times that before trains and automobiles had automatic signals, those at the controls had to use their hands to signal their moves, and they started wearing white gloves to make their hands easier to see. Wow. That's just like forced fashion choices, you know, because I've always found just the gloved hand in general to be a pretty serious commitment. You know, if you're wearing black leather driving gloves, that's a look for sure. And then wearing them just kind of around, you know, with maybe a top coat or something. I can't not think of you in murdery ways. You know, I just always think of the glove yeah. hand as the, uh, the bringer of death. But white gloves... Makes me think of a couple of things. It makes me think of like Disney cartoons and Mickey Mouse and stuff. And also kind of creepy like minstrel show vibes, you know, those like white mm. gloves and like jazz hands and stuff. I don't know. It just there's something about it that gives me the, the creeps and feels a little off. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're hitting some really um, some really fascinating kind of disturbing tropes there. Last time I was in Japan, I ran into several very fancy cab drivers and the white glove thing is still a thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it feels superficial. But also, I feel like any white item of clothing is a commitment, is is a flex, because it's sort of like a guy who doesn't have it all together himself. When I see somebody wear, you know, white mm-hmm. pants, white gloves, I'm, I'm like, wow, it, it's, it's the clothing version of not having a case on your cell phone. You know what I mean? You are living on the edge. You are one puddle away, my friend. And Max is also uh, Max is also wearing gloves today, black gloves. And I, it always makes me think of the the old expression. Maybe it's not old. Maybe somebody invented it more recently. But it's uh, talking about someone who's a real good salesman saying that they could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. It's a weird one. <laughs> it is a good one. It is a good one. I haven't heard that. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. 
$45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car, I'd get that car, and I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody, like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonneville's. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, I said El Camino <laughs> and I met Monte Carlo. I miss it. So uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. It, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So we know it's not just in Japan. In October of 1920, the Washington Herald said that the local police captain requested all motorists in the city to buy a pair of white gloves expressly to wear them after dark to make their hands easier to see. And, you know, it was an inexpensive solution. The captain said these gloves only cost 10 cents a pair for quick inflation calculation. That's $1.50 in today's money. And then they also said, look, if you can somehow afford a car but don't have a a dime to kick in for gloves, you can just buy one. We just need you to have one glove, Michael Jackson style. That makes sense. You just need the one gloved signaling hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the action hand. Mm -hmm. And uh, exactly. that is why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why Michael Jackson's got his, got his one glove. It's a shout out to the early days of turn signals. True story. No one fact check us. And honestly, all that glitter on MJ's glove probably just made it catch the light better and make me made for even more safe invisible hand signals, right? What, what if you like you favor the other hand? I guess you're always going to be signaling out of the left, the, the driver's side window. No matter which hand you favor, you would never like it. Wouldn't be safe to lean over to the passenger side and do it. So yeah, it'd be a bunch of left-handed gloves, a run on left-handed gloves. <laughs> right. So how did we get to? Uh, how did we get from there? to the modern electronic turn signal. I think there are some there are some folks we have to thank, one in particular, right? 
That's right. And what a what a name this individual has. Uh, Florence Lawrence. I don't know why. I just like rhyming. Uh, it always makes me giggle. But that's this was an individual who um, was actually a big part of the women's liberation movement of the 1920s and the way cars, oddly enough, kind of factored into that because cars were sort of a symbol of of freedom, of being able to get out there on the open road, and also a symbol of autonomy because you could teach yourself, um, you know, we know that cars of this era and more classic cars are easier to work on. I mean, easier isn't the right word, but certainly more possible to work on by individuals. So not only were women out there zipping around in cars, they were taking it upon themselves to to learn how to repair their own cars. And Florence Lawrence told a reporter in 1920 this about how driving kind of become this symbol of liberation for women. Uh, quote, the average woman does her own repairing. She is curious enough to investigate every little creak and squeak of her car and to remedy it. Pretty cool. She actually then very cool started to do a little tinkering, didn't she? She did. She did. In 1914, she developed an early version of the turn signal, which she called an auto-signaling arm. It's the predecessor of the modern turn signal, but it's very different from what you have on a car today. You placed it on the back of your fender, and you could raise or lower it with the push of a button. She was telling Green Book magazine about this in an interview And she also put in some early safety measures because the signal that indicated stop would pop up automatically whenever you pushed the brake. So brilliant stuff. And also she's from a family of inventors. We should uh, mention that Florence Lawrence's mother patented a cleaning device for windshields just a few years after that. So these are pretty brilliant people. Yeah, and 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 specifically automotively, you know, minded. Um, I think that's so interesting, Ben, about the brake feature because that you know it definitely makes sense. But it would have kind of you know gone on to be improved where instead of like you know hitting the brake, um, killing the turn signal, just turning the wheel at a certain ratio, you know, to the left or right, kind of triggers the thing to reset. But as you know, even in modern cars, you'll sometimes have that signal on, and you can't you're on too straight of a path they're like the turn isn't isn't sharp enough and it won't reset so even that modern technology is imperfect almost the i guess there could be drawbacks to having it tied to to the brake specifically but also there's some ways that i almost think that might be better than the current uh, system yeah and florence was one of several people who were working on these concepts uh in 1909 just a few years before a British guy named Percy Douglas Hamilton patented a literal set of hands that were attached to each side of the car, and they would light up to show when you were moving. And so, Ooh, I don't like that. Why is that creepy sounding? It just seems like it would be odd and off-putting. Why do they have to be hands? Just lights would do. Yeah, it's pretty weird. And according to John Heitman, a professor at the University of Dayton who specializes in auto history, even though people cite our pal Percy as being the first patent for turn signals, nothing ever happened with it. You don't have wonky cartoon hands on your car today. And uh, <laughs> Professor Heitman <laughs> says it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty unlikely that Florence Lawrence ever knew about this. She thought of it on her own. She was an independent inventor, but oh. she didn't. Yeah, she did. It's a little parallel thinking, though. perhaps. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent, which happens all the time. You know, um, it's, it's who gets the patent first. Oh yeah. But especially with an idea where it's just kind of like the, the, the car was screaming out for something like this and it was just a matter of time before somebody cracked it, but it's not in and of itself. While it, you know, certainly is unique, I guess, for the first person that thought of it, it is something that kind of the mind is naturally drawn to. Okay. We need something better than these hand signals. Perhaps it'll be a combination of a light or something thereof, you know what I mean? Or, you know, a weird cartoon hand. Uh, okay, maybe not that. Let's let's simplify a little bit here. And then not not too far off from the modern, you know, the modern turn signal at this point. Yeah, or, you know, there were other ideas. Someone's like, always have five or six small goats in the back of your car and just throw one in the direction that you're turning in. Uh, but, you know, that was a very different time. It was. And possibly and people, were, pe- people were people were just, there was, there, were, there was all the excess goats just cluttering things up, cluttering up the joint, you know? It was a real nightmarish time. I'm really glad we got past that. Um, again, yeah, to... No, it wasn't straight straight seahorse teeth at all. It was crooked seahorse teeth to the maximum. Um, but, you know, it was, like I said, it wasn't too long before we got to something that definitely resembled what we know as uh, as the modern turn signal. Yes, yes. So now we're cooking with gas, right? Or we've got high-octane gas in the tank of turn signal history. If you go to a December 1985 issue of Popular Mechanics, you learn about the Protex Safety Signal Company. And Noel, uh, these are the folks who introduced flashing turn signals in 1920, right? Were they the first, like pretty much the first ones? I think that's right. The Protex Safety Signal Company introduced flashing turn signals in 1920. Uh, Really the first modern turn signal however, can be attributed to somebody else. So not quite, I mean, again, this is kind of like a parallel thinking situation. A guy named Edgar A. Walds Jr., who in 1925 actually did get a patent for one, and he tried to market it. But I guess it just didn't take off, because a lot of times the marketing is just as, if not more important than the technology or the invention themselves. How do you sell this thing to people? How do you convince them they need this in their lives? Folks just weren't having it. So the patent actually expired after 14 years. And all the while, inventors um, were trying to figure out something that was a little more streamlined, perhaps. Uh, And the Smithsonian, actually in their collection, has a handmade, uh, one-of-a-kind signal that Oscar J. Simler created in 1929. So this actually allowed for communication of several types of moves, right? Uh, Not just the turning direction, but also slowing down, um, you know, essentially what we, I guess, know today is like a brake light and a signal of of a stop, I guess, when the brake and the clutch were both pressed at the same time. Yeah, cool stuff, but still not on every car. Turn signals were not offered to consumers until 1939, and they became more and more widespread as the years wound on, like through the 1940s. And back in this time, if you had a car, you were far more likely to be tinkering with it on your own time to add your own kind of improvements, the stuff that you like. And a lot of times people had to do this because the technology was still kind of new. It was a little wonky to a lot of folks. 
So you would have these kits that could convert different parts of your automobile. And not all of them worked. Not all of them were successful. But some of these kits would become standard features on later cars. And just like you said, with the marketing, um, that's, that's one of the key pieces here. If we look at the 1938 Buick, then we see the first flashing turn signal sold to customers. And it was called the Flashway Directional Signal. Because it flashed and it was different directions. That sounds like a lot of fun. I, I got to have that in my life. I love this idea of kits and about how like what we know today is standard safety features uh, being kind of like, you know, accessories at the time. It's just, it does make you laugh and think a little bit. And be grateful in general, as screwed up as things are in many parts of American life. Uh, there are some standardizations of safety that we can at least rely on. And those uh, those flashway directional signals that you mentioned, Ben, um, worked only on the backlights of, of the car. So you can only really see it um, if you were directly behind somebody. In 1940, Buick changed around the directional lights by extending it to the front lights as well. And yeah, that would make sense. You know, if someone was behind you and signaling and wanting to pass, you would need to be able to see that from the front and the back. Oh, man. It was a snail's pace. This stuff is advancing out. But still, we're getting there. Uh, this also had kind of what we know of the modern self-canceling mechanism that I was describing, where, you know, when the wheel turns into a certain degree, uh, the, the, the the blinker will just go off on its own. But sure as hell doesn't stop Honda Odysseys from riding in front of Ben for miles at a time with their blinkers on interminably. No, it does not. So what happens next? We've got now kind of stock, we've got kind of stock blinkers uh, on, yeah. you know, the front and the back. Um, does it start to spread to other brands? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, like any other innovation, right? You don't want other cars, you don't want a competitor's car to seem like it's safer or cooler than yours. So in 1940, these things become standard on Cadillacs, Buicks, Hudsons, you name it, Chevrolets, Oldsmobile, all the hits, all the good ones. And if you had an older vehicle that did not have turn signals, then you would go to places like the Lester Company in Illinois that would have a kit. And you could take this kit and you could put it on whatever vehicle you had. And it was guaranteed to work, quote, like factory installed models on those expensive cars. But Ben, I mean, nowadays you can get a ticket for just having a brake light out. At this point, this stuff wouldn't have been legally, um, you know, required, would it? Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, 
where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car. I'd get that car. And I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac, yeah. Bonnevilles. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, I said El Camino <laughs> and I met Monte Carlo. I miss it. So uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. But it, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh, boy, have I ever been. <laughs> well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? Well, here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. Yeah, the laws get a little bit unclear. Um, or, you know, they don't all occur at the same time. Like we were talking about with crash test dummies, there was this huge need to make the laws uniform so that, you know, driving in New York is hopefully the same, legally speaking, as driving in Nevada. And to do that, you know, ideally everybody has the same equipment. And blinkers do become mandatory in the 60s, I think, right? I think that's right. But that's also like, I mean, yes, yes, that's correct. But also, I mean, we talked about this on a recent episode in our kind of car series. I don't think it was until the, it wasn't until like the 50s, 
or maybe even the early. When was it the driver's licenses were even required across the board? It was shocking. I think it was the 30s. But like 20 plus years after the metal team, 20 plus years into the whole game. Yeah, exactly. So would not surprise me one bit if it wasn't until the 60s that uh, the turn signals were legally, you know, required. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and even driver's licenses were kind of state by state. I think the first ones were Missouri, Massachusetts in 1903. They were like, OK, somebody's got to be qualified to do this. But who knows? Maybe it was a maybe it started out as as a grift. And they were like, hey, now we can make a little more money off some folks. But it's good that people have driver's licenses. You should have to take a test to get behind the wheel of a car. And uh, and it's good that these things are mandatory, too. We can go into the weeds on some of the, the different types of approaches people took with turn signals. But what you need to know is legislatures across the country were kind of on the fence in the 60s just for a minute about whether or not you should have turn signals, what kind of turn signals you should have. And eventually, thankfully, they erred on the side of caution and said, hey, while we're moving at tremendous speeds, we should let each other know where we're going. And I feel like that's Pretty reasonable, right? Yeah, and it's weird because what's being touted is like a kind of a, a, a further innovation in this, you know, blinker tech. Ford in 2011 introduced something called the three blink function, which I guess is just like you click the, the, the blinker and it clicks three times and then automatically turns off. But I mean, to me, that seems, you know, yeah, you don't want someone riding with their blinker on all, all day, but you also don't want it to be so ha- so quick that you missed it. You know, and that seems like three blinks. Yeah. I don't know if that if that really does the trick. Agreed, agreed. And it's also weird when you think about people having a turn signal on while you're waiting in traffic. This is really a three blinks and you miss it kind of thing. So how much of an innovation is it? That, Thank that you, Matt. That was horrible. Thank you for that womp womp. I know you're, I know you're putting in. But, uh, but... What what we're saying here, what Nolan and Max and I are saying is that this kind of research continues. There are still improvements being made in pretty much any safety-oriented aspect of any automobile. Some cars now have turn signals on their side mirrors, which is great for visibility. And some cars have the uh, side-view camera, and that's that's neat, but that one takes some getting used to on my part. You know, I don't know if I can trust the camera. I just, I got to get over it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have gotten to the point where like my, my backup camera has like a solid line, which is like a good, you know, maybe six inches of clearance, let's say, on the bumper. And then there's the dotted line, which I have measured. And I have, you know, I, I once you get comfortable with it, it kind of opens up some, you know, superpowers in a way, because I know that dotted line is, is I can't go any further than that. <laughs> not even, not even a click. So once you get comfortable with those lines and that feedback you're getting from those cameras, it can be really powerful, but I know it definitely kind of weirds some people out. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got, I've got, you know, backup cameras that I'm slowly learning to trust, but I'm, I'm still, you know, a, a turnaround, look over your shoulder guy, which is probably going to make me look very old in about a decade. Uh, no, wait, who am I kidding? In a decade, people won't be driving cars, right? Probably They'll all not. be autonomous. <laughs> Maybe. You'll still be turning over your shoulder and looking back while your car does it for you. 
Yeah, well, that, that that's because he's lo- he's looking for the the guy in the in the black suit that's after him. Yes, yes, with the gloves and uh, and so it looks like doesn't don't gloves make your they make your fingers look creepy? Like white gloves when you when you noodle your fingers around like that wearing white gloves, there's no way for you not to look like a creep. If I see anybody wearing gloves in general and it's not very cold outside, yes. I'm making some assumptions. I am I too, man. I'm with you. That. We're on the same page. Re gloves. It's going to be the middle of July when I have my black leather gloves on. It's going to be so ridiculously hot. But for this bit, I shall do it. Yeah, especially if you have a T-shirt on, <laughs> like just a T-shirt. And then Sleeve the shirts. We'll Short shorts on. It. Yeah. Ben, you might, ha- you might have an answer to this in, in terms of car innovations. How the hell do those like high-end cars have a view that lets you have a bird's eye view down from above the car? Is it, oh, is it magnets? Neat, right? Is it, is, is it triangulation of some? What is it? It's witchcraft is what it is. I don't like it. I like how we went insane clown posse for a second, though. Is it magnets? Maybe it's magnets. <laughs> the uh, You know what I'm talking about, know. though? It's yeah, weird. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know how it works, Noel. And I, I, would love, I would love to learn more about it. I'd also love for us to do some more weird, ridiculous car history stories uh, and can't wait to get digging on those. There's all sorts of stuff we can talk about, like the way turn signals evolved in Europe and all sorts of weird names for different devices, like trafficators, which is just a more primitive version <laughs> of what Florence Lawrence was doing. But Right. But I think yeah. we can, I think we can call it a day today. I think in Atlanta we're all traffic haters. Am I right? Mm. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I mean, the name is really the funniest part about that innovation because it really was kind of uh, just didn't quite hit the mark uh, as close to, to what Florence Lawrence came up with. So thank you, Florence Lawrence. And, and now we're on the heels of International Women's Day, so. You know, retroactively, happy International Women's Day to, to you and yours, Florence Lawrence, from, from beyond. Um, you know, a lot of times it's true. Women don't get credit they deserve for innovations like this. And it was certainly a first for me hearing the name Florence Lawrence. Which is just still so fun to say, Florence Lawrence. It is. You know what I mean? It's like a theater kid warm up. Florence Lawrence, Florence Lawrence, Florence. <laughs> New York, New York. New York, New York. New York, exactly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow. That, yeah, that's a shout out to um, to our wonderful friends of the show and guest hosts, Lauren Vogelbaum and Michael Alder June, who did an episode on whether with you, Max, on whether a house can be legally haunted. Do check that out and do let us know what's on your mind with ghosts, with turn signals, uh, with weird auto history and Folks, uh, you can find us on Ridiculous Historians on Facebook, but you can find us online, not just as a show, but as individuals. It's true. You can find me. I'm pretty much exclusively on uh, Instagram at How Now Noel Brown. Ben, I think there's a couple of social media watering holes people can find you in. Yeah, for sure. Farmers only. Uh, my my space. Zanga. I'm just yes, I love Zanga. Zanga's the best <laughs> one. <laughs> so, uh, if you can't find the Zanga page, you can follow me on Instagram in a burst of creativity. I call myself at Ben Bolin, B-O-W-L-I in there. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Ben Bolin H-S-W. And if you are on Twitter right now, per Elon Musk, the most exciting thing about that, that whole platform is that you might have a chance to find 
our own super producer, Mr. Max Williams. Yes, I am still technically on Twitter. You can find me at ATL underscore Max Williams. There will be a Twitter page that technically exists. Until you get uh, until you get stripped of your your blue check mark you purchased, you faker, you phony, <laughs> you fraud. I'm thinking about getting a geospace. Oh yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. And then I don't know what's a good turn signal joke? Do we want to end on a turn signal joke? Did we already sing turn, turn, turn? Oh, we did at the beginning. Oh, yeah, man. okay. We'll turn. We'll see you turn, down. See. We'll turn, turn yourselves in. Okay, wait. Here's a terrible one. Full disclosure. We didn't write this, but let's see what you think. It's really bad. Noel, if I was a cop, I would be ticketing people for not using their turn signals, left and right. That's so bad. I just died a little inside. It wasn't your fault, Ben. I blame the internet. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now? Noel, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is, my friend, smaller ships. True story. The intimate ships of Avalon waterways can go where the big ships can only dream, through winding passageways of rolling vineyards and castled hills into the heart of timeless cities and storybook villages. That sounds like a delight. See how Avalon's smaller ships promise greater discoveries, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time. Special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.